This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 128. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. I'm joined by Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing never better. It feels like forever since we've spoken. This is the show about colored pencil, where we talk about the artist and we talk about colored pencil and everything in between. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today? Colored pencil myths. Colored pencil myths. There's no myths in colored pencil. There's plenty of myths in colored pencil. Like jeggings or pants. <laughs> or like okay. pants, not jeggings. Wrong word. So one of the first things that I, gosh, I hear this one all the time, is that you have to use, and I, I get this a lot on, especially through Patreon, people who want to know the exact color that I'm using for that reference photo, or in my project, they want to use the exact same color that I'm using, that that's what you yeah, have to do. but why do they do that? It has to be the same color, because obviously, right. if you want something to look realistic, you have to use the right color, right? No, no, not at all. You, what you want to focus on are your values, your contrast. This matters more than anything else. You can draw something, and I've talked about this before. You know, let's say I'm going to draw something that's really realistic. I can draw that portrait with purple, black, and white and make it look super realistic. You can draw it with perfectly good skin tones, but if you don't have your values right, my purple portrait will look more realistic than yours using actual skin tones. The colors are not as important as you think they are. You don't have to use the same exact colors. Plus, you may decide that a color just looks better if you adjust it in yours. I make that decision in my pieces all the time. But having the exact same color isn't what's going to make your work look more realistic. More often than not, it comes down to getting your values right. Your light's bright, light enough and your dark's dark enough. Or even sometimes you may be so worried about the color, but you don't have the drawing right. The drawing may be more important. I mean, there's so many things that are so much more important than that color. But I see the main thing people worry about is the color. And I'll look at something going, well, you didn't even, you, you, if you want to worry about something, your first thing is, Get that drawing accurate. If you're drawing a portrait, especially, it needs to be accurate. So it doesn't matter if you use the perfect colors. If that drawing is off, your finished product doesn't look realistic. And then we go on to, if your values are off, it doesn't look realistic. Those colors are not as important as you think they are. You can use completely, if someone is following a tutorial of mine, they can use completely different colors and still have something that looks very realistic just based on they got their lights light enough, their darks dark enough, and their drawing was accurate. Yeah, and it, right. And if you want to, I don't know, I I look at something and I would rather look at uh, some skin tones that are purple that look more realistic if the drawing is rendered well and the values are are very good. And, you know, and for me, a lot of it is the middle values, too. I I don't like just a whole bunch of contrast, you know, real dark, 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 dark and real bright that it looks washed out. I like the middle values a lot. And so, yeah, that's where the magic is. That's where you're going to convey something that is three dimensional and realistic is in those areas and yeah to your point it's not it's not these perfect skin tones here's another one that i hear often and <laughs> 
this one does kind of crack me up. And, and it's obviously put out there by people who've never used colored pencil. And that is, well, you have to wash your hands after every use of colored pencils really, really well because that debris, it can get everywhere. It can get in your eyes, get in your ears and your nose and just be very, very careful with it. I think they're talking about pastel pencils when they're talking about that. Yeah, that sounds more like it. This wax and oil-based pencils, I mean, they're they're not going to be, you know, it, it's not going to be leaving debris uh, that you're breathing and contaminating your lungs and all of that in the air. I mean, it's, it's just not something that, that you need to worry about. Next on our list, one of my pet peeves, Prismacolor Premier Colored Pencils are the best. Okay, there, that's subjective. That is very subjective. It is very subjective. And that yeah. idea that people have put out there, teachers in high schools and colleges, this is what everyone is taught. Well, my teacher told me that they were the best. They used to be because that used to be all we could get in the U.S. Now, with the internet, we can get pencils from anywhere. And it, I'm not going to say that they're not the best, but I'm not going to say they are the best either. I mean, that that is completely subjective on, on what you want. Right. But this idea right. that you need to stick with Prismacolor because they're the top of the line, the best you can get. No, there, there are lots of great options. You need to find what works best for you. That may be Prismacolor. For me, it's several other brands. So, you know, this idea it really held me back for a very long time. And I think that may be one of the reasons I'm so passionate about it. I stuck with Prismacolor for so long. And to top that off, I stopped using colored pencil for the most part. I rarely worked in colored pencil anymore because I was so frustrated with the quality control. My old Prismacolors that I started with were fine, but it had gotten to over the years... I have used, everyone will say, oh, you're just not using the right pencil sharpener. You should do this or you should do, I have jumped through every hoop you can imagine. I don't want to jump through hoops to work with my pencils. All you got to do is bake them for uh, yeah. 200 Go for bake them, leave minutes. them in the car, do leave, this, Put do them in that. the microwave, you know. Yeah, I don't want to do that when I work. And so it had gotten to the point where I didn't enjoy colored pencil anymore. And I had nearly given up on it. I mean, if you look back at my videos in like 2012, until I started using polychromos in addition, I hardly had any any colored pencil pieces because I didn't enjoy the medium. But the reason is so many people, all I read online were Prismacolor is the best. You've got to use Prismacolor. I didn't even know there were other options. And I really wish that I had because I think I would have switched earlier on and I would have had a lot more pieces done colored pencil. I would have enjoyed that a lot more. So, and again, I'm not bashing them in that you can't use, I'm not saying they're not the best. They may be the best pencil for you. They're just not for me. And so that idea that this is the only good pencil out there, definitely a myth. Right. Yeah. And a lot of fine artists, to your point, yeah, do think they're the best for them and they use them. But yeah, and it's nice now because most of these other very nice pencils, I shouldn't say most, a lot of them, like Polychromos, are in open stock now in a lot of stores that you you can find them and that that's really cool now all right so another one is that you can use all these other products on your art project rather than art products that are meant for colored pencil art or any kind of art medium okay those are baby oil jet fuel olive oil alcohol vaseline ky jelly do i need to go on there are so many of these things. It's like, no, you know, I, I'm not going to, you know, spray unleaded gasoline over my art project. You know, I just don't think I need to do that. You know, so there's enough colored pencil products on the market that you can use that are meant for colored pencil. And so you don't or have to go with the general. jet fuel. Art in general. Yes, that's true. And so you, you can, you know, you can 
use these, you can utilize them for your colored pencil pieces. I mean, we've done that in so many ways as we've invented these uses for, you know, using these products for, for colored pencil is what I'm getting at. Just like with using Gamsel or odorless, any kind of odorless mineral spirit, you know, you, you're, you're using something that was intentionally meant for oil painting, for painting and for cleaning brushes and that kind of thing. But we've, you know, we've used that for colored pencil. We've found some awesome uses for it. So and we, you want to yeah. use stuff that you know is not changing the pH of your work, that is not making it more yeah, exactly. acidic, less acidic, something that is not going to make it archival. But not only that, but but even uh, is going to be friendly to the support that you're using. Exactly. The, you know, not just the colored pencil, but the, the paper <laughs> that you're using, you know. Yeah, the, the thicker oils do not play nicely with a lot of those papers. They can cause problems in the long run. So you don't want baby oil on yeah. there. I mean, not only... Uh, or olive oil. Baby oil. Olive oil, all of these oils, they're, yeah. they don't ever dry all the way quite right. And it makes the paper can be a little bit more brittle. It can cause just a lot of problems. Yeah. And a non-absorbent surface, too. I, I don't know about what that's going to – putting that Vaseline on there and then sealing that up, you know, in a glass-encased frame. And I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I don't, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I mean, if you're doing it for craft, let's say you're making gift cards and stuff like that, go for it. That's well, the, most be, of the things that I see online. Away within yeah, that's what I see for the most part online are people who are recommending and doing it are crafters. They don't care if it's archival. We do. We can't necessarily take yeah. all of their tips and apply it to our work because they don't have to worry about the things that we have to worry about. So when you see some right. of these videos recommending these things, you need to take that into account. Yeah, there. Yeah, but there are some teachers that are teaching fine art colored pencil and they recommend some of those things. Probably so because they watch too many of mind. the crafting videos. Probably. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's odd. The next on our list is that the idea of colored pencil not being a real art medium, that it's for kids, that adults should use oils, acrylics, etc. Actually, this is one that I used to hear a lot in my class. They felt that the same, I used to hear the same between oils and acrylics, that oils are for the adults. That's the serious medium. And I'm thinking that's one of the easiest mediums you can learn to work in. Colored pencils are not the, some simple, easy thing. That's definitely, definitely not true. They're one of the more difficult mediums to learn to use well, I I think. So mm -hmm. it is absolutely a real art medium. And so many of our pencils now are light fast. I mean, we, we do, you right. have to be aware of that and watch which pencils you're buying from which company, which ones are light fast, which ones aren't. You got to do that with any art yeah, medium. Exactly. And these really are, they're archival now. They're, I mean, these companies have made huge progress over the last yeah, even 20 years in making these products last. They are long-term. You can create some of the most amazing artwork. Some of the best artwork I've ever seen were done in colored pencil. So the idea Absolutely. that it isn't or the idea that it's going to look like crayon, it won't. A, if a colored pencil artist is very experienced in what they're doing, you're not going to be able to tell the difference between that and an oil painting. It'll look the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. Depending on the technique and the, yeah. the way they're rendering it, you know. But yeah, you can still have something phenomenal looking and in all the various styles of uh, rendering colored pencil. It's awesome. All right. So next... You can use your finger or something else like like that. It, it's a smudge colored pencil, and I'm not. T I'm talking about on paper that kind of thing. You know, you just can't do that. Not not very well, and not very much. And another thing is, you don't you don't really need to be putting your oils of your finger on your paper anyway. But taking colored pencil and trying to smudge it like you would charcoal or pastel or gra even graphite, it just doesn't work very well. 
not with most colored pencils, especially wax-based colored pencils. If it's a very waxy pencil you're working with, you're not going to be able to smudge that very well. And that's I, I see that mentioned from time to time. And actually, in class, sometimes I'll have you know usually a younger person, and they're used to doing that with graphite, which I. I personally don't care for that kind of look anyway, but with graphite or, or charcoal, a lot of the smudging with the fingers, I'd rather, I, it's just a personal preference. I'd rather have something more controlled looking, but yeah, they'll try to do that with colored pencil. And it just looks ugly. It just doesn't turn out very well. And it's a bad habit to start trying to do that. I see people try to do that with tor- torti- tortilla. And I don't know how to say those. Yeah. Tor- um, blending stumps yeah. are what I call them. But yeah. I see them do that with the odorless mineral spirits. It it does work. I don't like it because it's too much pressure. I prefer using paintbrushes with odorless mineral spirits because yeah. you're able to control how thin or thick, how much yes. paint thinner is on that brush. You can control right. so much more with a brush than with those tools. Right. So even with odorless mineral spirits, it does work, but not well. I think if you want to learn to blend well with odorless mineral spirits, learn to use brushes. I like Tacla yes, brushes brush. the best. Um, normally, I use a filbert. Occasionally, I'll use a flat or a round. You can use any any kind of brush that yeah. really. And, the Tacla and bristles the small have ones kind nice. of a perfect thickness. I, I've tried several brushes, but that is the one that I almost always go back to. But you, any of those brushes are going to give you so much more control than what you're going to have with the blending stumps. Those blending stumps, you have to apply a pressure to the, the paper. Uh, they push too hard, basically. So you yeah, end up almost lifting too much of the pigment back off the paper and you know they're just not as flexible so i would really recommend learning if you're going to be blending with odorless mineral spirits learn to use paint brushes to do that instead of the blending stumps those paper stumps yeah well it's a nicer experience too and and it it just doesn't look all that good either doing that smudging stuff i don't think i just it always looks messy Okay, so this is one I see from time to time and written out in different places. The color combinations, they're always going to be the same. They'll have like this comparison chart, you know, this crosswalk between different brands of colored pencils. And uh, they'll say, well, this is always the same. You know, they make this absolute statement about this brand, this particular cream be the same over here in this particular cream of this brand over here no and in fact sometimes you can even see some color shifting within the same brand of pencil with a different set that you may purchase you'll see sometimes a different color and so you cannot say you know okay this cream is always going to be the same it's always going to look the same Every time, or this burnt sienna is always going to, of luminantia is always going to look the same every time I get. No, it's not always going to be exactly the same. Now, sometimes you can be pretty consistent with some of those, but you, and here's, here's the reason why I don't really care for this kind of information because it's kind of a myth. You have to, as the artist, test. You have to test every time. And you can't just take someone else's color combination and say, you put this one over this one over this one over this one. You know, you got four different colors, and that will give you this color over here. It, there's a lot of factors that go into that. There's layering, and how much of a layer you're putting down, and there's just a lot of things that would go into that. To me, you know, leave the recipes for the kitchen and that kind of thing. You, as the artist, you know, and I think it's nice to have some direction and things like that. That's that's fine. But what I'm saying is don't take all that as just gospel truth and that you have to do this particular combination and in this way. 
And with this particular brand, there's going to be color shifts from time to time. And so you as the artist have to go on your test paper and test the combinations for what you think looks right for you on your art project. Next myth on our list is that you cannot mix oil and wax-based pencils. And I think that this one kind of started with people misunderstanding not mixing the watercolored pencil on top of an oil or wax-based pencil. Because wax and oil, those mm, pencils maybe. all work beautifully together. There's no reason. Yeah. I use them together on every single piece. It is rare. Well, there's wax and oil in every colored pencil. Exactly. It's just a matter of how so, much. And so they right, all the work degree. beautifully together. All the different brands. I mean, you you can mix Prisma, Polychromos, Luminance. All of these brands work beautifully together. So you don't have to just pick one or the other. You can mix mix and match all of them. Just you don't want to add your water-based pencil. So I wouldn't put ink tents and I would not put watercolor pencils on top of the oil-based or the wax-based pencils. The other way around, you're okay. If you want to make a base with watercolor or the ink tents, you're okay. But don't put them back on top of the oil or wax. All right. So the next one there's a superior technique. My particular technique about using the solvents and the way I use the solvents or the paper, or the paper not showing or or the paper showing or this particular stroke that I do with the pencil or the way you hold it or whatever is superior to other techniques. That That's that's one that you hear from time to time. That's so wrong. I mean, <laughs> you just can't say that. It The, the technique... And a technique can be altered depending on what what you're using, which particular colored pencils you're using, what particular surface you're drawing on. You know, it's it's all that's going to be according to whatever your preference is and whatever the tools are at that moment that you're using. And colored pencil can change so much depending. You know, if you're using a a, you know, a cotton paper, or you're using a very smooth paper, you're using one with a lot of tooth, or you're using a sanded paper. I mean, you could go on and on. You're using solvent, you're not using solvent. There's so many factors involved. And so there's no one technique that is superior to all others. No, you just have to practice, play with stuff. Yeah, and you can alter your technique depending on the subject matter, the type of surface you may be working on that time, or the pencils you're working with, or how you're layering, or whatever. You can you can alter things, you know. You don't have to be stuck in one particular area, one technique, and never change. I think this happens a lot when people have taken classes or lessons. A teacher shows them how to do it one oh, way, yeah. and they assume, yeah. okay, that's the only way. That's Can't how vary. you do it. I have to always do it that way. That's the right yeah. way. There's no yeah, right way. There's only, you know, you play with things. Throughout your drawing, you may draw for 15 years. You should always, always keep trying different techniques. Always try something different to see maybe something else will work better. I'm actually working on an acrylic painting that... I'm do, using something. Now, I've been painting with acrylics. That was my primary medium since for as long as I can remember. I'm trying something completely different than the way I normally layered them because I want to see maybe I'll like this better. Maybe I won't. But I won't know if I don't try that. There's no absolutes when it comes to art with, with as far as different techniques. You've got to figure out what works best for you. And when someone shows you how to do something, don't think it's the only way. There are 20 different ways to get to the same end. And that's what I'm finding right now. This piece that I'm working on right now is not that different looking than my normal technique. The way that I normally layer, it's very similar. So now it just comes down to, I wonder which way is going to be faster. I think both would look good. I just mm -hmm. want to see which way I can get more done quickly as long as the quality is the same. So last on our list of myths are the use of gel pens 
acrylic paint, adding water-based products on top for highlights. This, and I see people do it all the time. You have to keep in mind, yes, I guess technically you can do it. Just remember, those are not archival on top of you. You don't want to put a water-based product on top of an oil-based product. This is like art lesson 101 that we all kind of learn when it comes to painting. You don't put acrylics on top of oil, for example. Oils can go on top of acrylic paint. Acrylics can't go on top of oils. This is the same with with colored pencil. Colored pencil, you're talking about wax and oil-based pencils. You don't want to put acrylic and gel, you know, these water-based products on top of it because you will run into or you can run into archival issues later on down the road. Now, if you're not worried about that, if you're just making something look a certain way so that you can get good photos and make prints out of it, then you don't really have to worry about it. But if it's something that you're selling to somebody, especially commissions that you're taking, anytime that it's going to to someone else's hands like that, that I really do worry about because it's so easy for acrylic and gel pen to scrape off or to just rub off if you, you touch it. It doesn't adhere well enough to the oil and wax base. Now, the way that you lay it down. I've known of people that use such a light hand throughout their layers that they had almost no wax bloom at all on the paper. And the the gel pen seemed to stick a little bit better than other times that I've seen it done. You know, I will see some variation there, but I personally wouldn't ri- recommend risking it. Just because you see someone do it, it doesn't mean it's the best idea as far as archival issues go. You do have products, you do have alternatives out there that are intended for a colored pencil for adding those white highlights. You can get them, but doing that with the gel pens and the acrylic pens, I see so many videos online showing you how to do those. And yeah, it's great until you get, start worrying about archival. When, once that comes into play where you worry about how long something's going to last, I would definitely stay away from those. I don't know that I'd say it's great. Um, <laughs> I'm being silly, but I mean... <laughs> I just never think it even looks any good. Oh, to be I love the look. About I, I've seen uh, work done by artists, be- and it is phenomenal when using those products. Well, maybe you're talking about acrylic. One thing about it is it's so hard to control a gel. I remember several years ago when somebody told me, oh, you got to use a gel pen, you know. So I went out and I just bought every kind of gel pen there was. I did that too. And I just started practicing with that. I thought, okay, this has got to be it. You know, wow, this is going to be great. And it, it was just so annoying because I would just take my fingernail and just scratch it right exactly. off there. It was like why. using it was like using what is that that white out you know years ago yeah. back in the 80s you know is what it felt like to me and I, I just think I don't know it just never it it always felt like I was just creating a, you know some kind of nice piece of art and then I was putting tempera paint over on top of, you know, finger paint as a <laughs> kid or something, you know, and it just didn't look good. I love I the Touch know, Up Texture like Titanium White Mixture from Brush and Pencil. Yeah, that I, I mean, I've used that. You can go that over it with I started pencil. Using you can get that. Things, yeah, you can yeah. make things lighter. That's or, good stuff. And then go on top of it with the pencil when it dries because it sticks. It's the only one that's really going to stick. So I can now put pencil on top of it and tone yeah. that down. It is such a better alternative. Yeah, and I, there's, I mean, there's yeah. other methods, to be fair. I mean, you, you can use scoring. You know, you can indent that portion of the paper. doesn't really work for my techniques because when I go over it with the odorless mineral spirits, it causes that color to bleed into that. So if you so if you go over with a wax pencil with a white wax pencil or a lighter color or something like that into that groove, yeah, that does work with solvent as well. But I mean, there's different there's different ways of doing that. You can use protection. You can you know put some frisket down or some type of uh, masking fluid. You know, there's other ways of doing it. But yeah, I I don't I I just never liked the gel pen look. Just haven't. So all right, well maybe you've thought of some myths while you're sitting there listening to us jabbering on and on and you thought why didn't they mention this one well because you didn't tell us about it so tell us about it if you'd like to 
and we'd love to hear about it. You can email us, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter. Lisa's at Lockery. I'm at Sharpened Artist. You can reach out to us on Facebook, communicate with us over there in the Colored Pencil Podcast group. And we talk about Colored Pencil every single Monday. And so next Monday, uh, I'm thinking maybe we'll talk about Colored Pencil one more time. Maybe. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. There's enough products that are going on that that you can use in your color pencil. I'm reading down. Stephen, take that off. I cannot read what you're typing there, Lisa. You're not supposed to read what I'm typing. I know, I know, but it's distracting to me.